Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, yeah, the NBA and the in-season tournament has now been explained. I know we're all hanging on the edge of our seats. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and, of course, on your smart speakers. Jay Cornette, Myra Metcalf here hanging out with you for the next hour. And, yes, the NBA is going to have an in-season tournament, and it's going to be wonderful, Myron. Um, but now we have the details of what this is going to mean. The biggest detail of all, though, is the winner of this in-season tournament is going to win an NBA Cup. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want to have an NBA Cup feel in your special. house? Does it feel, feel special? special. Yeah. Like, forget the MVP, the All-Star honors, <laughs> even, you know, the Larry O'Brien trophy. The, the NBA Cup, Cup is what everyone's really looking for. All right, so yeah. this, is, this whole deal is going to start on November 3rd. 30 teams, all 30 teams in the NBA are going to compete for this NBA Cup. Eight teams advancing into the knockout round. Um, and it all uh, the, the tournament semis and the championship game will be held in Las Vegas, and that will wrap up on December 7th and 8th. So there's a lot of questions I think we all have about this thing. Um, uh, first of all, to me, um, uh, why are we doing this in November and December? Can't we wait till after yeah. the NFL season's really fully come to a close? Uh, minor details. I know you have questions too. Uh, uh, is everyone really going to play in this thing? If all we're playing for is an NBA Cup? Yeah, and I think that's the question. Is like, what's the incentive for players to get involved? I, I know, you know, when they announced it, you know, the Adam Silver, and we're talking about the investment from fans. But like, how do you get players to buy it? Now, the winner gets uh, five hundred thousand dollars a player, which is a lot of money to most people, right? But I think when you're making forty, fifty, sixty million dollars <laughs> a year, I don't think it hits the same, right? right? So I don't think the money is the deal, and I think they really, really made a big mistake, Shay and not offering some sort of playoff guarantee by winning the NBA Cup. Now, if you say the winner of the NBA Cup is an automatic play-in team that no matter what they do the rest of the season, they'll still be in the play-in, I think that would be a big incentive for teams to really chase. But the money alone will not be, and I don't know what the value is. Like, what teams are going to buy into this? What teams are really going to chase the NBA Cup? I don't think it's going to be the Nuggets and the Miami Heat and the real contenders. It'll probably be more teams like, you know, the the Timberwolves and the Knicks and groups like that kind of celebrating uh, a nothing championship. Okay, but also two teams who were in the postseason this year, and now the T-Wolves in the play-in tournament and then the Knicks obviously um, in the playoffs. But, yes, that that seems (laughs) like two franchises that maybe would celebrate this more than others. We'll go back to that in a minute. Um, I will say this. I was a hater of the play-in tournament. Uh, it's dumb. Why are we fixing something that's not broken in terms of the NBA playoffs? Yet, I love it. I also was the person that was making fun of the NBA. I'm like, they let everyone in. I mean, what are we yeah, talking yeah. about? The ADCs, I can't believe it. Then we expanded it to 11. A- and yet still, I love the play-in tournament, and I feel like it's created so much hype around the NBA postseason. So I don't want to hate on the NBA Cup and the NBA in-season tournament just yet. But I, when you mentioned there being a, a play-in spot up for grabs, did make more sense to me. That's what yeah. we need. Because I feel like that's part of the issue, too, with, like, uh, just throwing this out there, All-Star Games. Like, the, M- the MLB All-Star Game, to me, is the best one. Well, it used to be. Because there was actually, you know, you get home field advantage in the postseason. Like, there was actually tangible things you could win yeah. that mattered down the road. So, 
it's going to be hard for me to understand why veteran players like Kawhi and LeBron aren't going to be like, yeah, no, we'll sit this one out. We'll save all our competitive juices and things we got up our sleeve for the actual postseason. But maybe we'll be proved wrong. Bobby Marks, our ESPN NBA front office insider, was on game day. And he thinks that that no matter who you are, NBA players are actually going to get up for this midseason tournament. Here's Bobby Marks. We're not adding four more games here. You know, it's part of the 82 that's being played. If guys don't want to play or get through it, you know, they're not going to have it where you're playing back-to-back nights. So that certainly helps. Let's see where it goes. If there's enough interest, I think we'll continue here. But, yeah, I don't, I don't really buy into that. You know, guys have bonuses in their contract. And this is, you know, it's a November game and it's not worth it here. It's part of 82. You know, guys are going to play. Um, guys are going to compete. Um, are they going to treat it like a playoff game or a, an NBA Finals game? I don't know. I think circumstances will probably dictate that. The fact that this is in November and December, head scratching a little bit. Yeah. Um, the fact we had talked about how long the NBA season was and how maybe there's some lost interest until basically like Christmas Day. Um, why we're adding a game into that whole situation is confusing to me. Again, the fact that you're only winning an NBA Cup, also confusing to me. But it, it, they, took, they took the model for this thing, for this in-season tournament for the NBA, off of like the way they run the World Cup. Okay, that seems to make sense. But then, Myron, what if you threw in like G League teams or international teams or something yeah. to really make this thing? Then I feel like players would be more incentivized because it's different competition. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to have something unique. And I don't think having the same NBA teams battling for a trophy, again, that doesn't guarantee you anything, is going to give you the spark that I think you're looking for. Now, now I think you know, maybe people will get into it, but I just think you have to attach some sort of incentive to it. Also, what are the rules on hanging an NBA Cup banner? And getting rings. Like, what? how far can you go? Do you get rings if you win the NBA Cup? Do you hang a banner? Is there a ceremony uh, if you win an NBA Cup? Because that feels like a lot to me. Like, that to me is going too far. But I do feel like some team will say, hey, listen, it, we're the winners of the NBA Cup, and that counts for something. Uh, but it's a hard sell for me if you don't have any sort of guarantee attached to it. So Myron and I and Cam and a bunch of us behind the scenes here were laughing when we were talking about this very thing before we actually got on the air because you know there's going to be certain players and certain franchises that are like hype for this NBA Cup. And then there's going to be some that like look the other way and are completely disinterested and think it's dumb because that's just the way the NBA works. And and Myron, I'm not going to steal yours because yours was correct. You have specific franchises. You're like, this franchise is going to be hype if they win this NBA Cup. Yeah, Timberwolves are going all out if they win. <laughs> like the Timberwolves are handing, they're, they're handing, they're hanging banners. Um, everybody's getting a customized ring. I can see Anthony Edwards taking the mic and saying, "We used to pray for times like this." Carl <laughs> uh, Anthony Towns, you know, sort of getting on his, you know, almost like a TED talk, t- talking to the haters. Rudy Gobert's crying, has the net around his neck for some reason. Like it's going to be that kind of situation, I think. For if a team like the Timberwolves wins it. And it's like, okay, I guess I can understand some enthusiasm, but like, what is the NBA Cup? Like, like, what is it? And how much should we really be allowed to celebrate this in-season tournament? It, it, it's true. And then there'll be like the disinterested heat that are like 
Dude, no. We're too busy. <laughs> We're too busy till the postseason when we really turn it on. Jimmy Butler's like, I don't play. I don't play hard unless the stakes are the highest, and this is certainly not it. Um, and, and like, if we're calling it an NBA Cup, I don't. Are there even banners and rings? Like, I don't. None of us fully understands <laughs> no. what this totally entails, um, or who's even going to be all in on this you know, midseason <laughs> tournament. But it does pose the question of like, which team would maybe be the what player team do you think would be the funniest to see win the NBA midseason tournament, and you think would be the most hype about it? You can give us a call eight 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 say ESPN triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Myron says it's definitely going to be the T Wolves. Like they'll be the most hype. They'll be the funniest because they'll they'll be celebrating the most. Knicks yeah. were thrown out there. Like Knicks yes. fans will hate every part of this. They will watch. They'll hate watch. Like, yes. They will hate watch this midseason yeah. tournament. But like the actual franchise will be like, look at us. We're the first team you know to win the midseason NBA Cup. Like watch yeah. us. We'll, yep. Look what we can do. <laughs> Um, so there'll definitely be franchises <laughs> and different Dole. levels to this thing, okay? Yeah. James Dolan is definitely going to have champagne you oh, know, yeah. spraying it all over the place if the Knicks find a way to win the NBA Cup. Spike Lee will be celebrating. They, they would turn it into a thing. And then we'll like then we'll have like ESPN stats and info coming out like you know the first loss of the NBA pl- Cup tournament. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. Like what am I yeah. calling this thing? The midseason tournament. Mid-season you know, tournament. win on to win one playoff game exactly. or something. Like we're gonna have all these new stats. Yeah. Uh, Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. So again, the <laughs> NBA is in season tournament. Yeah. Comes your way November, what did I say, third, seventh, yeah, something like starts. that. Um, again, the timing of it beyond head scratching. And it's in a World Cup kind of matter, hence calling it the NBA Cup. We have no idea how to word this. Like the play in tournament kind of rolls off our tongue now. Makes sense. But, but, right, it makes sense. But now we're like the, the NBA Cup mid season yeah. tournament. Like we don't even know how to uh, properly articulate what we're about to see this year. Um, but something tells me we're going to like it. Something yeah. tells me it's going to draw interest. The timing of it makes it a little head scratching. The start of college basketball still got, you know, twin things really start to get interesting in the NFL, but nonetheless, maybe it'll turn our attention to the NBA because the mid-season tournament will actually mean something. I don't know, but again, what yeah. player team do you think would be the funniest to see win the NBA mid-season tournament? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Outside the Knicks and the Timberwolves, I couldn't quite think of another team that I thought would be really... Well, then we yeah. joked about, like, are we actually going to see Kawhi Leonard play in this thing? Yeah, he's out. He's like, out. will there be even... Will the Clippers even show up? Like, <laughs> Kawhi has already told the Clippers he's not playing. Yeah, in NBA Cup. Like, I think today he's probably already announced it. Another thing is, like, what does it mean for individual achievement? If LeBron wins the NBA Cup, I don't know what first take is going to be like. But, I I mean, that's going to be a a lot. You know, Stephen A coming on and being like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan never won in the NBA Cup. And that's going to be how the show starts, right? And then this is going to be a whole debate about whether or not the NBA Cup elevates LeBron James. I just don't know what it means for individual achievement. And then here's the other thing, and a real issue, Shay. Contractually, you know, there are incentives for making all-star teams and championships and playoffs and all those things like does the NBA Cup be- become a factor in all this as well? I don't know. I'm sure it will um, after this year. Yeah, I'm I just sure I'm anxious to see who takes it seriously, who cares about it within the league, and whether or not it gets some serious momentum. 
only about six more months until we can really find out. Not even yep. five more months. Um, the NBA midseason tournament coming your way. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Coming up here on this show, though, your calls on which team and player, again, you would want to see win the midseason tournament. Who's holding up that NBA Cup? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, yeah. The in-season, mid-season, I don't even know how to word this thing. Mid-season tournament in the NBA. Comes your way in November, folks. Get ready for the NBA Cup. We're excited for it. It's the NBA NIT, if you will. But it's in the middle of the season. It's before anyone qualifies for anything. We're going to figure out what this whole thing means together. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. Myron Metcalf, Shake Cornette, filling in for Greeny. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And it it's true. We've got the... We didn't like the play-in tournament in the beginning. At least I didn't. Yeah. We all had question marks about it. Why are we fixing the NBA postseason? But now we like it. Maybe the NBA Cup. The NBA midseason tournament will be the same thing. And, you know, I it, I looked up NBA official Twitter, and they call okay. it the NBA in-season tournament. Other people are calling it the NBA midseason tournament. We got to just get it all sorted. It all starts yeah. November 3rd. All 30 teams going to compete for what we're calling the NBA Cup. Uh, eight teams advance to the knockout rounds, semis, championship game, all held in Vegas on December 7th and 9th. So we get a full month of a midseason tournament, kind of a World Cup-style thing, hence the NBA Cup. But uh, is everyone going to play in it? Is everyone going to be yeah. excited for it? 
Are there certain franchises that will be more excited than others? Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Bobby's in South Carolina. What's good, Bobby? Not much, guys. Love the show. Um, I'll say that I think Memphis Grizzlies will win the cup and they will celebrate as they are the new team. They have arrived. They will declare the Golden State Warriors dynasty over. And then John Morant will make a video in his car holding up the cup no. rather than a gun. I didn't know where you were going. I don't know. We all got a little nervous. Uh, I don't know where we were going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard Myron go, nope. No. Yeah, I just ha- you have to. Anybody says yeah. John Morant in car. I'm like, no. Yo, no, no, no. no. Uh, that's a good one. So uh, Timberwolves were thrown out as the team that was going to celebrate the most. Knicks a little bit. Not Knicks fans. Knicks. Yeah. And now we're throwing Grizzlies in the mix. Uh, young squad. Maybe this will be something that they feel like can get them ready for the NBA postseason. I don't know. Yeah. I can't go there with the John Morant in the car, but I'll go yeah. with the Grizzlies celebrating the, the the NBA Cup. Yeah, and young teams too, Shay, I mean, to his point, they want 500000 I mean, that's a little bit different for a bunch of young players who haven't gotten that second contract money, so I could see a young team really going all in, especially with the money attached to it. Okay. Um, more, to, uh, more to call? Is that how I say his name? <laughs> Mordecai. Mordecai. I'm so sorry. Mordecai. Mordecai in North Carolina. Mordecai, you That's a name. I like the idea of this uh, in-season, mid-season NBA uh, tournament, the uh, NBA Cup. I'm excited about that. I am going with the young cats in Sacramento. Sacramento Kings, like the beam, baby, like the beam. They're going to get it. They're going to be the first team to get the NBA Cup. (laughs) The Sacramento Kings, like the beam. Hey, hey, Myron, I got one thing I want to ask you. Yes, sir. Um, You're... your number, your your five uh, uh, top five NFL coaches. You should have had Pete Pete Carroll on that list, uh, Myron. You should have had Pete Carroll on. That's it. fair. That's fair. That's fair. A lot We're of, going I, back to lists from days ago. What's happening? Yeah, here? I had a list on my Sunday show, and uh, I didn't include Pete Carroll, and people didn't like that. But okay, that's fair. You know, it's okay. That's fair. It's also my list. You know. So. <laughs> so I don't care what everyone else thinks. Um, got it. Okay, so now we've got some consistency here. And I actually am on board with this. So now it feels like this midseason tournament in the NBA is going to be more about the young teams kind of finding their way, learning how to compete, yeah. learning how to do this kind of uh, you know elimination sort of situation where maybe the veteran-laid teams, like the Warriors, the Lakers, whatever – uh, now the Nuggets will will more be primed for the actual postseason, but maybe the midseason tournament's going to be more about the young guns. You know, like maybe yeah. the Spurs kind of find their way there too. Like it's going to be a time for these young teams to really learn how to compete. And maybe that's what I'm picking up from the callers. Yeah, I mean it could be the young teams. I mean I think the veteran players are still going to be thinking about that push after the All Star break in December and January are always kind of interesting times. A guy's trying to rest up to get ready for a playoff push. Um, I think that's when you would see load management during that stretch is guys trying to save their legs for the rest of the year. So I think maybe the young teams will get involved in again. If you got a team with a bunch of rookies, I can see how $500,000 is a ton of money. Um, but there are also so many players in this league making $20, $30, 40000000 million a year. I don't think that'll be the incentive for everybody. But it just it was so easy to make this a playing guarantee, and I think that would have helped everybody. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, Bobby Marks pointed this out. There will no, be no back-to-backs in this tournament, so I guess that's yeah. a positive in terms of quote-unquote load management. Uh, you've got the semis and the championship being held in one place in Vegas, so you're not flying all over the place. I, I guess that's also a positive. However, Jeff in Tampa is going to point out that there could be some downside to this. Jeff, what do you think? Jeff, are you underwater? That, Hello. Is that the is that the Joker? Is that 
Jeff. That, Jeff, are you there? Is that a Batman hey. villain? There we go. Yeah, oh, there you are. There I we go. That was a Batman villain or something. Okay. Hi, I was calling concerning the the midseason tournament. It it kind of doesn't make any sense to me if if the records don't change and you're still watching the same basketball games. It's more incentives for the players to play it and not for us to watch it because it's still the same game. Yeah, okay. So so he's essentially saying, like, uh, this doesn't uh, – how is this different if this is just going to be – and I don't yeah. know. Is this going to be counted as – like this is going to be counted as, like, regular season wins regular. and losses, correct? It's, it's regular season, and there's only an 83rd game for a team if they get to the championship. Every They're in groups, so they've grouped the different – teams according to how they finished last year here's the challenge Shay. you but and wait, i wait, worked... but wait 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 question but okay. like at the end of the year when we're like well they had the best record in the regular season and they fell sh- i'm just making this up they fell yeah. short in the postseason we're referencing the regular season to be part of this midseason tournament yes okay yes. Got it. okay go on um you and i work in this industry and follow sports for a living if this is too complicated for us, what does it mean for the general public? Like to me, you've got to make it easier for people to digest. You have to put something on the line beyond money so that people can go all in and be like, okay, this makes sense. You win this tournament, you win this tournament, you get a spot in the play in. You win this tournament, you know, home court advantage. If you get into the playoffs and you go to the finals or something like that. Beyond that, I think people are having a hard time understanding why the NBA is doing it and what the value of a win is. Okay, let me tell you what the NBA loves to do. Overcomplicate. Hello, yep. Elam ending? Try explaining that. Yes. 100%. Okay? Yeah, 100%. Like, the NBA loves to throw things at us. It's like, let's see how smart you are. Yeah. Can you keep yeah. up with us? And that's yeah. what we're doing here. We're doing it yep. with the midseason. We did it with the Elam ending. Like, we're always throwing things into the mix that have to overcomplicate, make everyone think mm-hmm. twice about it. Okay? Now, do we sometimes get accustomed to these things? Like, now we're used to an Elam ending. Now we're used to the playing tournament. Fine. I don't need to think so hard every year with the NBA. 100%. I don't need all this. Like, I don't need to know what this means for a personal stat or how much money they're going to make or are we going to have days where we're resting. And It's too much. It's too, it's much. too much. And you're right. If we feel like it's overcomplicating things, I am sure the everyday NBA fan feels the exact same way. Uh, yeah. Jay's in Jersey. Jay, what's up? Hi, guys. I'm just calling because I'm an Orlando Magic fan and I think they could win a midseason tournament and I want to know – Mm. Um, young Coy, because we have Paolo Banchero, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Jet Howard. So what do you think about that? Yeah, young. Again, with the young teams. I think, I think um, you can dream and be anything you want to be in life. And <laughs> um, dreams are important. They're not always reality. I think the Magic are, you know, got some steps to take yeah. to be one of the better young teams in the league. But they got some building blocks. Yeah. But it could be, I could see that being a moment for a team like that, Shay, to kind of Say, hey, we're maybe a team to look to in the years ahead, but they're not there yet. Look, the reality in the NBA regular season, there are teams that win games they're not supposed to because it's a long road. And what do we always say? Like, in three games, anyone can win any game, you know, one time. So there are definitely – and I think that's probably where the intrigue is going to come here in this midseason tournament because there's going to be teams that sneak out wins and beat teams they're not supposed to. And since everyone's involved in this, that's where it's going to become interesting. Whereas, like, in the play and in the actual postseason, obviously you you eliminate the weak link. So you're not going to have that surprise factor, right? So I think that's where maybe this whole thing could become interesting. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Again, NBA midseason tournament, what's up for grabs? The NBA Cup. And we'll all be waiting to see what happens here come November. So it's all going to go down. All 30 teams compete. 
Eight teams advance to the knockout round starting on November 3rd, and then we'll, it'll all conclude December 7th and 9th from Las Vegas. We're excited about it. Uh, coming up, one free agent reportedly has a team ready to sign him, but you know what he wants? More dough, more cashish, if you will. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Where did that question even come from, Javante? Like, you know you're in the throes of the off-season when we're in a commercial break. Javante was on board. Is like, if an animal could talk, who would be the rudest animal? No, listen, this is important because what? the man who was asked that question is on with us right now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. So we actually, this is a tease now. Uh, okay, let's get into it. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers, Jay Cornette, Myron Metcalf here with you, and yeah. the one and only Jeff Darlington. Really asking the hard-hitting questions here. Yes. Uh, if you don't know Jeff Darlington, he's our ESPN NFL reporter. Uh, so this was you, Darlington, yeah. that the, if an animal could talk, no, I, which would be no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Don't I bring cl- me into it. I mean, I, I was a mere. I was just being. I was just asked the question. This was uh, this was Carlin. So Carlin's new fun yeah. thing is, you know, he wants to do some funny questions at the end, and he kind of put Jeff on the spot with some uh, jungle-themed questions. And uh, yeah, jungle-themed. But he didn't explain. He said it, they were jungle-themed questions, and then the answer he said was the cat, the house cat. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was like, that's not a, ju- that's not a jungle animal. Right, like yeah. leopard would be more in that category. Yeah. Right. But now I'm, in, now I'm interested. Said, Which do you think would be the rudest I animal? Said, I, first of all, I said lion just because there's, there, there's a mm. tends to be a real, like, you know, I don't know, arrogance about the lion. Come on, like, darling. Haven't you seen Lion King? Being, but... You think that they're rude? No way. There's no way. I don't, the I don't know. Rude. I mean, I don't I kind of just think of like Lion King, and they're pretty nice in that. That's what I'm saying. There's no way they're the rudest. I would definitely go ostrich. Those those dudes look pissed always. They look very rude. They look very rude. I think rattlesnake is the like a snake. Oh yeah, yeah. Like those. There's no way there's nice snakes. Okay, wow. We like all the things that like training camp needs to start today because this is where this is where we're at. Freddie Coleman was asking this morning. We were talking about on the radio something about uh, Britney Spears and Wemby and whether. Wendy should have known who Britney Spears was. Like, yeah. I, mean, well, I guess, know. I guess that's that's what he was we're born at, after. Man. He was born after her. He shouldn't. Have. She's, like, he's still around. What do you mean, born <laughs> after like, her? I, was I don't born know after if Britney... Marilyn Monroe, and I yeah. know who that is. Exactly. But I don't know if Britney reached France. Like, I don't know what Britney Spears mania was in France Britney for young Spears Wendy. Is global. Yeah, yeah, she's global. She's like, she's yeah. Okay, let's get into football. Okay. I, I can't right. do this anymore. Uh, Darlington, let's talk a little bit about Dalvin Cook. Right, last week at NFL Live, you said Dalvin Cook, the Dolphins. This looks like they're on the same page. Where are we at with that situation? I mean, and nowhere different, honestly. There hasn't been much conversation since um, since much earlier this offseason. Uh, and it, there is an offer on the table for Dalvin from the Dolphins that he has yet to accept, obviously. Uh, but it's, it's still – I, I mean, I, I understand where Cook is coming from. There's no reason to sign right now. He's got other people interested in him. So from a money standpoint – I would say on both sides, teams generally don't want to necessarily sign a guy um, until it gets closer to camp and the, the player has a better understanding of what their, uh, their, the offers will be. I mean, I'm sure Dalvin Cook's going to try to go get more leverage from teams. I mean, you know, I, I think we've seen the Jets floated out there, the Patriots. To me, from the beginning, the Dolphins has made the most sense. Uh, and I think ultimately we will wind up back in that space maybe around the time veterans report. Um, and then obviously Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs have until July 17th to extend their deals or play on the franchise tag. So maybe if those guys get a deal done, it would kind of set the market for Dalvin Cook as well. So I guess after July 17th, maybe um, we would have a better sense. And then July 25th is when veterans report. Josh Jacobs is trying to get paid. Saquon Barkley, Dalvin yeah. Cook. What does this period mean for the future of the highly paid running back yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think all these running backs are sort of looking at each other like hoping one of them can can strike a good deal um, because we are – I mean, it, it's interesting because there is an argument to be made that these cycles happen every few years with the running back position. Uh, it happened back in like 2011 when like Adrian Peterson got paid that had ended like a long wall of the running back, not getting paid. I think Chris Johnson got paid at the same time. And then like 2016, like Zeke and, and I know it wasn't Zeke at that point, like David Johnson. I don't remember. He got paid and then it was a down cycle. So this does come and go, but I was talking to a GM recently who said um, that he thinks this cycle will last longer that, he doesn't really see a need like the Seahawks. He is as an example, like they draft a running back every year now and they'd rather draft a running back a little bit higher and then use them for five years and not pay him. than um, 
then pay a free agent. And that's kind of what seems to be happening with the market. It's brutal. It's cold. But ultimately, I guess what I'm saying is, if uh, you know, if you're a high school running back, you should probably consider playing safety instead. Don't do that. Don't make it like a fullback <laughs> position where we can't find him anymore. It's Jeff Darlington I mean, here with us on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And you're not getting paid, but I don't want this position yeah. to fully go away. Uh, Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, Shea Cornette, Myron Metcalf here, along with Jeff Darlington, our ESPN NFL reporter. Um, okay, so obviously we've talked a lot about Dalvin Cook and the Dolphins. And, and Darlington, you're saying there is a deal on the table right now for Dalvin, and he hasn't signed it. And there's a lot of factors playing into that July 17th, the deadline, all those things. Two questions here, and I know that this is bad mm-hmm. journalistic integrity, but whatever. Uh, is there, are there <laughs> other teams in the mix for Dalvin? And do you think he'd be better off signing it prior to July 17th? I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think he can do it after um, July 17th and still get the same money. I, I, I don't think that deadline means that much, except if those guys do a deal, maybe it helps set the market. Uh, I'm not saying that he's necessarily sitting here waiting on that himself. And then when it comes to other offers, like there will be interest from other teams. I just tend to think that like the Jets and the Patriots, to me, it feels, I, I don't want to discount or, or, uh, or kind of thwart whatever Dalvin Cook is trying to do. But to me, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm looking at it and saying, okay, we kind of, we're going to call your bluff a little bit there. If the Jets or the Patriots wanted to sign you, they would have done that already themselves. Uh, If I was a player looking to gain some leverage, I would probably have it out there, too, that the two teams in the division uh, of the team that I want to sign with might be trying to sign me, too. So I'm not saying that he's doing that. I'm just saying if it was me, that's probably the leverage play I would have as well. So I, I just keep coming back to the Dolphins making the most sense from both sides. Uh, you know, he's from Miami. The, the Dolphins could use a player like him. It just it makes a lot of sense, and I generally think this is the time of year when leverage is, is gained, and once the veterans start to report for camp, things will get real, and he'll, he'll make his decision. Jeff, you said something earlier that I really think is important. I mean, I've watched how Lamar Jackson and sort of the athletic quarterbacks, how that's trickled down to college and high school, uh, yeah. and more athletic players are playing that position. I would imagine there are players at the high school and collegiate level who are looking at the running back situation in the NFL and going, maybe this position isn't for me. Do you think there will be a change in the kinds of players who maybe would have been running backs uh, in a past generation but are now trying to learn other positions as a result of what we're watching uh, with the current market? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, again, though, it could be cyclical. Like if, if If that does become a trend, and all of a sudden it's hard to find a good running back because of it, then the guy who stuck with it becomes more valuable. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's really not that different than uh, supply and demand in, in a lot of other um, industries. Now, I, I don't want to use that term because we're talking about, you know, people and their careers, but that definitely happens. I mean, we see positions get valued and devalued all the time based on, you know, all it takes is a generational talent to come up all of a sudden, reset the market, and then the next guy is going to benefit from that. And right now we're kind of in a little bit of a downturn. So to that point, do I think there's going to be a trend at the lower level? Probably not because everybody's going to say, well, I can be the guy that changes that. But, uh, but if, if I had a kid who was thriving as a running back, but he was also really good in, on, the, on the other side of the ball, 
I'd probably tell him to stick with the other side of the ball. I, I just think you get beaten up so much as a running back and don't ultimately get the paycheck at the end of it. So, I mean, I, I'd probably be looking uh, at the other side of the ball, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's just common sense, it feels like, at this point. Uh, Jeff Darlington, we yeah. appreciate the time. Thank you. Uh, let's think harder about rude animals. Um, yeah, rude animals and, uh, and the iconic uh, billions of Britney Spears. Yes. What about the skunk? I think the skunk should be on the list, by the way. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like the skunks skunk are kind of bad cute. rap, though. It's not yeah. the skunk's fault that they it's, smell. it stinks. Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. I actually think they're kind of cute. Uh, Darlington, thanks. We appreciate it. Talk <laughs> to you later, right. buddy. That's Jeff Darlington, our ESPN NFL reporter, joining us here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. You can tune in for Major League Baseball's Home Run Derby as the game's best sluggers vie for the long ball supremacy. Coverage begins tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Uh, as we turn our attention back to the NBA, although highlighting it on my screen is our producer, Cam, I had a dream about our sports center reporter, uh, sports center update anchor, Christine Lisi last night, and I didn't remember. Okay. You know how this happens, Myron? Like yeah. you have dreams, you don't remember them, and then you see the person, or you hear the person, mm-hmm. or something triggers it. I heard Christine's voice. I had headsets on. I hear Christine's voice. I'm like in my dream last night. I have no idea wow. what or why. <laughs> why was she there? I don't know, but she was there, and I, I love Christine, and I hope yeah. she was doing, you know. Baking cookies. In I bet she was. I bet they were great cookies, too. I know. She can Because their treats are amazing. I'm oh. looking at them right now. Don't. It's amazing. I don't want to. And they're creative. It's like yes. peanut butter, marshmallow, squirrel yeah. cake with frosting. I don't yeah. I, Where does she come up with this stuff? And, and where's the show, ESPN? Where's the Christine Lisi the makes bake good? I'd watch it. It's, I would see? watch it. So, Someone they need to hire you. Um, okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's go back to Wemby. Uh, Victor Wembanyama, the number one overall pick in this year's NBA draft, goes to the Spurs. He's got two NBA summer league games under his belt now. Game one didn't go great. Nine points, eight reborn, eight reboard. What am I trying to say? Rebounds. Rebounds. Yep. Uh, thank you. It's Five Monday. blocks. Uh, yeah. Not enough for someone who's yeah. supposed to be a generational talent. Yeah. I think a bit of a letdown, if you will. But it was only game one. Obviously, it came from Europe. His first taste uh, in the NBA here in the States. Game two, much better. Uh, Spurs played the Blazers in that game. They still lost by five. But nonetheless, Wemby had 27 points, 12 boards, three blocks. Much better. And so now we can all take a big sigh of relief that Victor Wembanyama is not a bust after two summer league games. Yeah, it's amazing. He knows how to play basketball because um, we weren't sure after game one. It's just you got to really like take everything that NBA fans attached to summer league, say, with a grain of salt because everything is so hit or miss with, with them. But but I think Wimby, he's been evaluated for years. Like at seven foot four, he has a set of skills that we just haven't seen. And I think that's what you've seen in the first couple of games. Whether he was better in the second game means nothing to me. I saw a guy who could handle the ball at that size. We've never seen a player that size handle the ball that way. The way he could take jump shots, uh, you know, the way that he could block shots and score in traffic. He's just a unique kind of athlete. And I think that should be what we're paying attention to. But I think all this also shows the attention that's going to be on him for the rest of his career. Like he's going to deal with this game to game. Is he good enough? Was he worth all the hype? Was he worth all the buzz? So it's something he's got to get used to, whether it's fair or not. And, and, you know, in any sport, there's going to be an adjustment when you're coming over to quote unquote, the big leagues. Like we've seen it. We see it from minor league ball, you know, to major leagues in baseball, obviously, we see it from the practice squad to the actual roster in the mm-hmm. in the NFL. And now, obviously, for Victor Wembanyama, he played over 
in Europe, in France, so he's playing Euroball, and obviously the NBA is going to be very different. So here's Victor Wembanyama on the difference that he's seen so far in two games. First of all, the court is more open. Uh, it's going fast. It's less physical. I get fouled a lot, but not as much. <laughs> Nothing to compare. Here, players are just flying, you know. Out there, it's more underground, pushing underground, big box outs. Here, it's great athletes, the best in the world, more, way more talent. But uh, I like this better, though. Yeah, well, he better like it better because this, yeah. this is <laughs> where here. he's going to be yeah, playing a, a lot longer, <laughs> at least for the foreseeable future. Um, and while game one to game two, huge difference for Wemby, Spurs fans should be excited regardless of what they're seeing from him and if they're satisfied because yeah. no Spurs player last year during the regular season had a game with 25 points, 10 boards, and three blocks, and this dude did it in his second summer league game. Like, like he's already – already breaking records for the Spurs in two summer league games. And so that in itself should be something that Spurs fans should be excited about. Yeah, they should be. I think also Spurs fans uh, know enough to be patient. I mean, they're the same franchise that had David Robinson, same franchise that had Tim Duncan. Um, so they understand the value of a big man. And those guys that played college ball, they were 22-23 when they showed up. Wimby's still 19. But I think the fans will be patient with him. But I do think people need to really give him credit this is not something we have ever seen in the NBA, in basketball, a guy that size. But at some point, I hope we just appreciate that rather than scrutinize everything he does. But he did talk about the physicality. He's saying that without facing Embiid and Jokic and Giannis. Like, Draymond Green hasn't stepped on his chest yet, right? So he's talking about physicality without these real encounters with the true big man of the NBA. Right. Like, Summer League is a little bit of a feel-it-out period, yes. especially for rookies. Like, we're not talking about Defensive Player of the Year going up against you, okay, buddy? Yes. Like, just, just wait. <laughs> Physicality's yeah. going to come your way in due yeah. time. Okay, like, that Victor? dude works at Starbucks, you think. Exactly. Like, 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 settle down. Like, we're talking about G League dudes <laughs> exactly. a little bit here. Like, bump the brakes. Um, all right, Myron, this is be f- has been fun, buddy. Yeah, I'm fun sure time. we'll catch up. We'll do it again soon. Uh, in the meantime, thank you all for joining us here on Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I'm Shay Cornette. He's Myron Metcalf. Have a wonderful Monday, everyone. See you later. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.